You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Brendan Blaine of Plague Vendor. Every time I hear that song, New Come Down, it feels like the first time I'm hearing it. You always hope that a great rock song will come out during the year, and Plague Vendor have satisfied that hunger nicely. Their album By Night is a fine example of when high energy meets precision and intent. It's an album that closely conveys what the band loved doing, while also making sure not to overstay its welcome. I got to link up with frontman Brendan Blaine to go into all the work that went into making By Night a reality. Before we go into the episode, I should mention that we had to record this talk outside, and with that, there are instances of wind coming in and out. It doesn't happen many times, don't worry, but I'd recommend that you adjust your volume to low, so that way you have the best listening experience possible. Don't worry, you'll still be able to hear our speaking voices clearly, and trust me when I say you're going to love this one. This is the 405 Exchange with Plague Vendor. I saw that you guys got to play some amazing European festivals, and right. I wanted to like start the talk that yeah. way because something I've heard a lot of people talk about is like the live show and right. the fact that you got to play these festivals in Europe, which are you know, I feel like it's no bullshit in terms of how people react. Like, right. In that sense, um, I know one of the big ones you guys got to do was Poco Pop and uh, the Netherlands. Right. How was that for you guys? That was really good. I mean, everybody there was when you get a, get to a festival. Um, like the vibe is at a festival especially I think in Europe people or in general maybe people just want to be entertained and they want to be a part of the action so I kind of like I didn't know anybody but we had a lot of people watching us and I kind of just went down inside of just the crowd and kind of like you know it was all one big thing so yeah. yeah, you know, I felt from listening to the album that that was so important to you, distilling the live show. Right. And there's so much I want to ask you about this album, but would I be right in thinking that if there was ever like a mission statement when you guys went to the studio, it was like, mm-hmm. all right, we need to find a way to like condense our live show into an album. Yeah, it was um, important to try as hard as we, as best as possible, to get the live sound onto the record, and I think we actually did that. I think we did a good job of at least you know because it's loud it's great yeah. um, so uh, yeah I think we, we accomplished that but you know it's there's nothing like a live show you know yeah <laughs> no I definitely think you accomplished that I think one of the word the first word that comes to mind when I think about that record is ferocious right like it feels like a ferocious right. record is that a word that you find interesting at all in regards to like being, describing your music yeah yeah that's how I would describe it yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good that I got your approval in that yeah. case. Uh, so I want to jump right into the music. Uh, mm-hmm. The first tune of yours I heard is also the tune that kicks off the album, the new Come Down. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's so much ferocity within this track, right. and yet there's a smoothness that's going on within the verses. Like right. this is like where I think uh, mixing and equalizing kind of comes into play. But it's so interesting that you could have the raw density of a band and still a smooth aspect within a track like this. What was right. it like making it happen? 
the song? Yeah. Um, man, well, you were writing the songs in a lockout studio close to Whittier, and uh, I don't even, you know, songs just sometimes they just come and so the song just appeared the guys had the song and then I kind of like I knew I wanted what the core I knew I wanted the choruses like I knew what I like wanted them to be yeah. but I didn't finish the lyrics until the day it, until like it was like the last song that I worked on because I was just so because those those softer like those groovier parts for the verses there's a lot of space there Yeah. so it's kind of like fuck like what am I going to say, you know, like, how is it, like, this has got to be really cool, so I just kind of, like, took, I literally took my time, because I waited till, to the, till the final day of recording <laughs> it, and I think that intensity and that rush kind of, like, brought it to where it was, you know, lyrically. Yeah, I'm always amazed when I hear stories like this about waiting till the last second, like, is yeah. the rest of the band kind of looking at you, like, dude, what the fuck? Well, no, um, <laughs> I was really prepared. Like that's that's happened in the past where I've just been unsure about stuff, and it does take a little bit longer, and it's and it is frustrating because I'm not confident with it. But I had everything else done, so and I didn't tell them. You know, I said I just got to finish some things up, and when they're working on their parts, I was utilizing that time to work on mine. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I think that just kind of reminds you of the artistry of what goes into making a song. Right. Like you need that spontaneity and something to kind of kick it. And I do kind of thrive off that a little bit, not so much anymore. But I, I think it's just kind of like my, myself compete, like kind of like trying to fuck myself over and <laughs> like the whole like you know like I I wanted to record, I wanted to write some songs in that studio. Like I wanted that that studio where we were to be a part of the record, like some type of like vibe there. So it's nice that. I can look back and be like, oh, I wrote that here. I think that's what you captured, because I think what really surprised me about the album is that I'm always, as a music fan, I'm always keen on finding a sense of urgency and immediacy, and that's clearly what's like very prevalent within this album. Right. But, I mean, for you as the musician who made it, does that surprise you when you're able to capture something that sounds so immediate in terms of like the album as a whole? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm still like... Like, I'm not a, a musician, really. I, I play the drums, but... Um, and I'm trying to learn guitar, but... My part as the, as the singer, as the lyricist, is kind of like... I want to write something that's going to first make... Make me feel comfortable enough to present it to my band, and then... When I present it to them, they're like, Oh, that's so cool. Or sometimes they don't say anything. <laughs> and then it's just... That's even better, you know? It's like... I kind of just try to... Uh, one back to your question like the part that makes me excited is when we're we've been touring this record on this run and people are singing the words and stuff and they're like I've never like been to these places before so they're like going ape shit they've probably seen us open with other bands but they're singing all like most of the new songs like word for word as well as like some of the old songs so that is trippy yeah it's very cool um, when you think about the album as a whole, what are some of the emotions that kind of stir up uh, in your mind? I mean, I'm also curious in regards to how people... I mean, you mentioned the fact that you're going to these places and people are singing, you know, words back to you. But I wonder what it's been like having people coming up to you and talking about the album as well. Like, is that kind of shifted the emotions you would have uh, had originally associated with the album as well? I, well, 
I knew, like listening, because I listened to the record every day when it when we were done. Yeah. I listened to it like alone before it was released, and I just had so many like high expectations for it as far as what people would think, and I haven't really seen like a bad review about it. Um, but when the people come up to me, it's like people are they're really chill, you know? They're just like, oh, the record's so good. It's record so good. Record so good. I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It kind of does. I mean, for me, when I listen to it, listen to it for the first time, I mean, I'm here in New York City, and like typically when I listen to music, I'm either sat down at a desk or I'm like commuting somewhere or I'm right. in the gym or something goofy like that. Right. And when I listen to the album, it, there are some albums that make me think this, where with yours I felt this. I wanted to be in a car driving really fast. Right, right, yeah. And I hate driving. Right. So to have something make me want to like do that and feel that sense of motion, and feeling right. like being propelled, like there's something kind of special there. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of friends of ours say that they work out to the record. So <laughs> that's pretty yeah, sick. But I recently, in, I enjoy driving by myself, so I totally get that. Like, I drive. My friend said I drive my car like a motorcycle. So <laughs> I don't I think don't I've ever heard someone say that before. Yeah, I don't know. If that's a good or bad thing. I think it's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to go back to the album. Nothing's Wrong has mm-hmm. some interesting electronic moments that make the track almost feel a bit like a dance track. There's a couple moments like this on the album, but I feel like with there, it really stands out. Um, mm-hmm. do you, did the way you work, did the way you found yourself working on this one feel different at all? Yeah, because we had uh, John Cognelton, who's amazing. And we kind of, you know, had lunch in between sessions and or com- communicating to him what we you know what we wanted for the record and um, he just really produced produced it really well um, we would you know we record something and we go into the room and we we're hearing what he was doing and it was just like so fucking amazing and then you know the add on the stuff that Jay's added on to his guitar his um, his sound yeah. is just makes it even better yeah. I want to ask you more about Wigger John Congleton because, yeah. like, he's an amazing producer. But what's right. kind of wild to me is, like, when I read the press release and read more about him working with you guys, I mean, it's all due respect. It wasn't, like, the most obvious pairing that I thought. Right. Of. No. Um, but John loves the Stooges just as much as we do. And um, right then and there, I was kind of like, okay. Because I didn't. Jay picked him. Um, Jay's like, I'm listening to all these records, trying to find a producer. And I think it all keeps coming back to John. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, fuck yeah. I'm into those records as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's sick to me. Um, yeah. And he waited. Like, we we had a schedule for the record, and we pushed it back t- in order to record with him. Wow. That's yeah, he's like, I want to record you guys, but I can't right now. Yeah. Like, okay, well, wait. He goes, okay. So yeah. I think that was assuring to him, you know? Like, these guys must really want me because they're going to wait. No, so. that's, that says a lot. Um, yeah. I know this is a bit of a heavy question to ask, but something I've noticed with being around other bands and singers and um, whenever they get the chance to work with a producer in a studio, I know they always feel like they learn something from that producer in terms of like maybe like a new book, movie, or like a new album or song. Or like not something new, but something they wouldn't have came across if they didn't have that producer to kind of introduce it to them. Right. Was I there th- anything like that with him? For me personally, it was um, kind of like, I wanted to, I just wanted to be professional, and I wanted to, um, 
I was I think with this record I was when recording my vocals and saying whatever I wanted to say I had complete freedom from my bandmates and and uh, you know John would be like oh give me some give me some more of this or like try that again or like I think I got it and so you know um, but I had complete freedom to just do whatever I wanted and I think it was my mental state like I'm in a, I was I'm in a really good place so it's like I was able to have everything organized, like I said before, and like, I just kind of, it was assuring to know that, you know, like, a good, a good vocal and a good record is, it's really not, as long as everyone's prepared, um, it, you can, it, it's not hard if you're prepared, you know, and everyone is like, willing to like, you know, do what they're asked to do. Yeah. And you feel that John played a role in that as well? Like, you feel yeah, that I just, level of preparedness? Yeah, and I just took... You know, he's the boss. Like, he's really funny and he's really cool, but at the same time, he's not there to fuck around. He's not there to waste his time. He's not there to waste our time or the studio's time. So it's kind of like... I put myself in a, in a certain frame of mind every time I did the vocals. And, um, yeah. I def Like, on the last record, I didn't drink at all. You know? And I probably should have just to take the edge off. <laughs> so this time, you know, I was just comfortable. Like, I knew it, like, you know, it was the same. It was actually, like, before a show. So I don't really, like, eat right before we play. Yeah. And I'll have, like, a drink and, like, guzzle water and, um, and sleep. So I was able to to balance it out. I don't, I don't think we ever, I never really got, came to a moment in, in recording with him or with the band where it was like, fuck, this, is, this sucks. You know, like, yeah. I hate this. It, and I didn't want that experience for me or for my band or for him. So I kind of just, like, when it was my time to go in, I was just ready to go and do it. That must have felt very special for you. Yeah. The fact that you, that was your, that got to be your takeaway, that you enjoyed the whole experience. Yeah, I really did. And I think it's just because I didn't take it, I didn't take myself so serious. Like, I didn't take myself serious at all. The only part of it that I took serious was actually recording the vocal and that was still a lot of fun because I, I was prepared and we had a lot of time to work on these songs and I had a lot long a long time to work on the lyrics and so if I went in the studio and I didn't have my shit together it'd be like what the fuck are you doing dude like we've had so much time you know and I just I didn't want anyone on my back I didn't want anybody telling me like questioning my choices and so I just in order to be have that kind of level of comfortability you have to be confident you have to be prepared yeah i would definitely agree with that man yeah um, you know one of the other things i want to touch on is that um i feel a lot of people can agree with this and this is like a lot more coming from me but i had a debate with a friend a few months ago about like records that could be too long or too short right and i was arguing from the side of too too short is good or like having a particular amount of time to spend with a record where i kind of was being a bit of a dick going like if the album's over an hour long I kind of like raise my eyebrows a little bit right little bit. right I mean it's a it's a it's a hard thing to I could imagine it being a hard thing to pull off and whole you know but I think ours is I think ours is like 35 minutes or something it's like almost roughly like nearly 30 to, right like 31 or 32 something yeah like that. and we had some other songs but we wanted by night to be a cohesive piece. Don't waste any time, and it is cohesive, and the songs do stand on their own. And I guess my big thing with bringing all this up was was that intentional for you guys while you're in the studio, going like this has to be. I mean, people kind of misuse the word lean, but it is quite a lean album. 
a lean yeah like well what? lean in terms of like there's no fat to trim it's very no yeah like, exactly so oh. like we, we we cut that out like we it's this record's so fucking important to us um and I, I mean even down to the color of the colors on the cover and I really like pushed hard for everything to look how it looks on there um as far as like our portraits on the front like I wanted it to you know I wanted it to be uh, it sounded like a you know it sounded like it needed to be presented like that yeah uh, I, I was talking to a friend about your record actually and mm-hmm. um uh and he said something really interesting he was like cause he heard uh, New Come Down and then like he was like should I check this record I was like yeah right. and then he was like if they ever made a Warriors reboot this is probably the music that would be in it right yeah I love that movie yeah yeah I was at a wedding once and um, there was a lady there, and she was like, "You won best dress today." <laughs> Did and she really? I was like, "Sick!" And it was a suit that I had spent all my money on, and I was intending on taking it back. When it, I still took the suit back when I was done with the wedding, yeah, yeah. Regrettably, I just like miss it. But she was the costume designer for the Warriors movie. Holy fuck! Yeah. What are the odds, like? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's fucking sick. It's really cool. Uh, I have a couple more questions for you. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for yeah. Together, taking the time to chat. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always amazed by how making an album can bring you together, like in a band, especially because, like, I've had some situations where I've been in studios and I've been able to see what it's like. And I right. think what's what surprised a lot of people is that there is this sense of, like, intense concentration, a lot of, like, conversations, but a lot of, like, note-taking. Like, I've seen in studios where people are taking notes and then the first thing to do when they're waking up having breakfast is looking through those notes before right. they're going to do their thing. I bring all this up because I wonder if you... F- I'm curious if you feel like the experience of being in the studio of making by night brought you and the band closer together. Uh, no. I mean... <laughs> no? We are... Well, because we're already so close. Like, we are fucking close. Yeah. Like, we share hotel rooms, we share beds, we're in the van all day together... Um, and we were very close growing up, work writing songs, and um, I mean, yeah, it, it. We didn't. What I'm saying is, of course, <laughs> it, of course, making a record will bring will will bring you a sense of. It was more of a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. But um, we weren't walking out of there like, oh my god, bro, fucking like, <laughs> did it, bro, like yeah, you know, like it was really like we were again, we were just so prepared, and it was just like. I don't remember anybody having a problem with anything. Yeah. You know? Like, we were just fucking in and out of there. And it was awesome. We didn't want a lot of outside influence. So, like, usually, like, the label will come in. Or, like, a photographer will want to come. Or and It was hard for me to tell some, like, of our photographer friends. Because now I wish we had them coming in because it was just so intense yeah like for us like we won't it was so we took it so serious that we we're just like nah like it's just us gonna be us and john so yeah yeah but that's understandable to me like it's all hindsight but like you saying that like how that was like kind of like the mandate that you had it like felt right at the time right yeah but we i mean we get we get closer and closer to each other like I guess we get closer and closer to each other every day. And we're in the middle of this, like, five-week tour right now, so it kind of feels like, man, like, we're close as, like, white on rice. <laughs> what, which uh, week number did I find you in? This isn't still the first week, is it? I think it? it's, like, the third, the second. Okay. Yeah. I always like to tell people that, like, 
six weeks is just about the time where you end up going crazy. Yeah, I mean... So five sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is... I think um, the more our home... Because we were home for two weeks after Europe, and then we were back out on the road on this tour, and I didn't see anybody from the band. And it wasn't weird. It was like we're all working, trying to, like, save money so we could pay our bills when we're gone. Yeah. But, um, you know, with everything... Like, we majority of us have girlfriends and you know that that's hard to do it's hard to leave your girlfriends and it's hard to leave your jobs and it's hard to you know and you everybody in the band knows me so well and I know them so well and it's just like you know it's it's really like the funnest part of the tour is playing the show like before like playing the show and then after but then after the show you have to get the fuck out and you have to like go to the next place and you gotta like there's only certain, like, touring is not, like, I mean, unless you're fucking Dave Grohl, <laughs> you know, like, shout out Dave Grohl, but, like, and it must be hard for him to be away from his family, Yeah. but, you know, he's got probably, like, a bus, like, he's got, like, probably a fleet of chicken, buses. barbecue, and, like, <laughs> whatever, on the, on the ready, but I'm not complaining about where we're at, it's just, like, when you get to, like, the middle tour, you're like, all right, like, like we're in the shit now yeah you know and everybody's just got to carry their weight and even with like my fucked up toe it's like I'm still gonna get down yeah we should have some context for people listening because we were talking about before the recorder you guys are at Johnny Brenda's yesterday mm-hmm. this dude accidentally stepped on your it's toe. my fault like I was talking to my girlfriend and she goes well you're in the crowd and I'm like because I couldn't hear myself on stage like I couldn't really hear oh. hear it and so I went in the crowd, and it worked out. It was really cool and really intimate, but there was, like, 30 huge Boston guys. Oh, shit. Like, fathers and sons and shit. And this guy <laughs> fucking was so hyped and stepped on my foot, and I thought that my fucking foot was broken. Shit. Um, and I played the whole show, and then once the liquor wore off, I woke up, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> so I was, like, on, I was in Walmart in one of those little carts, and everything was just, like, oh, no. looking at me and... Like what the fuck? So, uh, you but it's s- all good. Like, yeah. it's just my toe. <laughs> you could sell that to me in a movie because it's like that. Talk about the ultimate high of like playing a rock show mm-hmm. to the exact opposite. Like, it sounds like something out of a book, dude. It's exactly how it is. <laughs> it's like that's why it's like, like there's certain things I'll do. So since we're headlining, I get to eat a full blown meal because we don't play for hours. Yeah, so I get to eat. And then, like, once the first band starts playing, I'll start drinking. And then by the time that, like, the other band's done, I'm just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and we play, and it's fucking, there's moments that happen. There's, like, I make someone in the band laugh, or, I, like, I interact with somebody in the crowd, or, like, the whole crowd's just, like, one unit. And you get off stage, and you're just like, all right, like, fuck yeah. You feel invincible. And then you got to, like, load up all the gear, and then you got to go to the hotel and fucking... You know, you're probably going to be a little, like, hungover because you're, like, you know, you're just moving so fast. But it's 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 like that. It's, like, there's moments of, like, complete bliss and, like, that's why we do it. Like, I enjoy fucking performing. Enjoy being on stage. Um, but there is, like, a... I was telling my girlfriend, it's, like, you gotta, you gotta have to, like, maintain... You have to, like, maintain a character. Yeah. 
and not feel like fucking Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's like, you got to find ways to make that shit interesting for yourself first. Because if you're up there and you feel and like, man, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> you got to believe in what you're doing. Yeah, completely. Uh, so, before I let you go here, because yeah. be, again, you're going to be playing like at Rough Trade tonight. i got to right. definitely let you go so you can get something to eat before you do oh, this. Oh, I ate already. Oh, well, lucky you. There I'd you like are. some really shitty pad thai. Oh, shit, it's already here. No, that's okay. Shit going for Mexican. Mexican's really good. Right? Uh, you know for next time, though. I know, yeah. Uh, before I let you go, though, it's definitely been said to death, but I think there's some truth to it. There's not a lot of bands like your band out right now with Plague Vendor. That was something I kind of yeah. immediately found myself thinking when I heard New Come Down and when I heard the album. Like, this type of ferocity, this type of, like, onward, on display, just, like, aggression. Yeah. It's not really, like, what I see a lot right now. And I wonder, you hear people say that, you hear people talk about it, but for you guys, the actual people in the band, do you feel that way? Because obviously, like, from where you're from, I imagine there's, like, you know, other bands that you're friends with and stuff like that, but I do think you guys are pretty unique in, like, what you do. Does it feel that way? It's always felt that way. Um, People that come to the shows and give us a chance, they all, everybody says that. Everyone's been saying that. I feel like I've been in this band for like eight, ten or eight years now or something, but everyone's always been saying that, and it's just like, you know, it, it, it's really humbling, you know, because I, I don't think we write with a template in mind. We just write, you know, so, yeah. But, yeah, every a lot of people, like, a lot of fans that come to the show, because, you know, like, everyone that gives us a chance is rewarded, like, they're like that risk turns into a reward you know yeah so um yeah i'm happy to be in the corner or like you know i'm happy to be like happy that we have our own thing yeah yeah that's amazing you could say that like because i think what's interesting is that obviously there's people who chase like fame and success and like it comes in a multitude of ways but what's really interesting is that for as great as it might be to have like a hit song for some people to have something that's truly unique like I've told this to other musicians it's like it's the type of thing some people spend their entire lives chasing and never achieve yeah and it does I mean we would all like that like we would love to be on the radio all the time you know like being a part of that and getting bigger tours with like bigger bands bands that we like have loved forever but um, at the same time 32 years old and like for me to still be for me to be right here in New York right now talking to you playing the show you know like I, I have, I'm happy with that you know yeah. but cause I I mean personally I wanna fucking be huge yeah you know I'm not I'm not gonna fucking have my song in a McDonald's commercial but <laughs> I wanna you know I want the I want I want the most for my my band yeah you know and um we do have moments though we have, we continue like moments you know we're in Paris in this play this underground club and it was like almost sold out and it was like those moments are really special and even on this tour there's been moments like that yeah. so um, you just gotta take it as it comes and like I guess when someone says like when you say like oh you guys are so different it's kinda like bittersweet cause it's like god like when is like when is the someone that like when is like somebody that could really like take us to like the next level 
gonna say that or feel that way or see us, you know? No, yeah, I get what you mean. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, it's like, damn, like, you're such a good boxer. <laughs> like, when you're, like, you're such a good, like, this or that, it's like, like, as I know, a lot of people that are, like, really good at, at what they do, but it's like, man, like, when is the world gonna know? When is somebody gonna fucking notice that? Yeah. So then I guess that's all about time and patience. Yeah. And persistence. But going back to like the beginning of the talk, like yeah. considering, like I started the talk with the European festivals because, right. um, like, extremely rewarding tour in Europe. Yeah, and it's one of those things where those type of experiences matter. Like mm-hmm. playing in like Holland, Sweden, Germany, the UK in front of like these festival crowds, like that does go places. So it's right. like that's like planting your flag there. I mean, yeah. obviously, it, there's time it needs to pass, but like the work's being done right now. Yeah, no, I completely. You're completely right, and I, I totally agree with you. And like, I'll cut my teeth until I've, until I have dentures. You know what I'm saying? Well, we like, just got the pull coat. That's amazing. You know, <laughs> like, till I, till I have to be like fed with a straw. Like, I, I will, be here forever. I'll be here, in this world of like, music and rock and roll, until I get, until I'm fucking gone. Because like. I'm so fucking happy still, like, even though, like, you know, what band doesn't want to be fucking huge? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Everyone who says they don't, they're What band doesn't want to play, like, a bigger stage, bigger, 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 like, it's what you want to do, but at the same time, I'm so happy to be playing in a dive bar in Boston or Detroit, and now I'm playing Rough Trade, it's like, I'm still fucking happy, and everyone, ask everyone that comes to the show, everyone's having a fucking blast. So we're doing something right. I would agree with that. Hell I'm super yeah. keen to see it tonight, dude. Thanks yeah, so much man. for taking the time to chat. Yeah, I appreciate dude, it. Of course. That's fucking awesome.